All right. Should I do it now or now? I would love it if you could start when you're ready. Okay. So, um, hello, my name is Peter. I'm from Humans, and you are listening to the interview show. Can you do one more and just hit it? Like, Should I do, do it again? Or yeah, do your radio voice. Enthusiasm? Yeah. <laughs> more enthusiasm? Yes. Hi, my name is Peter. I'm from Humans, and you're listening to the interview show. <laughs> that better? Um, well, there's a difference between enthusiasm and loud volume. Oh, okay. Like, how about you? You may give me an example. Can you do that? Sure. Hey, my name's Peter. I'm from Humans, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Okay, I'm going to try. Hi, my name is Peter from Humans, and you're listening to The Interview Show. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, is this Peter from Humans? <laughs> yes, it is. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, Peter. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing okay. Just uh, a lot of stuff to do before before we head down there. So we're going to L.A. Uh, we're going to play at this box studio opening party for Coachella, which is pretty exciting. And uh, Tristan Orchard, uh, a.k.a. Hunk the Drunk, is going to be DJing there, too. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited to be heading down there. Hello, it's Robbie. Hey, how's it going? This is Scott from The Interview Show. Hi, I'm, do- I'm doing well. Well, that's great, that's great. What you been up to today? I just uh, voted for the architect who's uh, doing the new student union building at, at UBC. So I voted for my favorite architect. So I voted for Bing Tom. Nice, nice. Well, I thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to do this show. Thank you. No problem. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I have Peter and Robbie doing a little bit of a he said, he said scenario on the interview show, and they're from the band Humans. So first of all, I would love it if you could tell me the origin story of the band in short. Origin of the band. So um, Robbie was in a band called Family Room. Uh, it's a great folk rock band. And uh, I met Robbie at an art show, one of my art shows uh, at Aiden Gallery called uh, Robots and Monsters, and um, he looked uh, very much like one of the characters I kept drawing for two years uh, and a half, uh, called Parnell, and he thought it was really funny too, and uh, eventually he asked me to do a drawing for his band's t-shirt, and after that we jammed together, and uh, I like actually liked the band a lot, and I asked Robbie if he wanted to, not just Robbie, Family Room, if they wanted to come over my place, I would sample some riffs, and then uh, only Robbie came because the other guys were busy. And uh, Bike Home was uh, what ended up coming along with that jam. And then uh, next thing you know, Always Around was the, the next song from the other jam. And uh, unfortunately, Family Room broke up because everybody else wanted to go start firefighting. And uh, I tried to convince Robbie to stay and try and get this thing going. Of, uh, how, how me and Pete met? Oh, well, me and Pete were at this really, really weird... Uh, like art gallery opening, and he had some he had some pieces there, but uh, I just decided to wear a giraffe mask, like a really lifelike giraffe mask with like a robotic mouth and stuff. And I thought it'd be really funny to do that, and uh, and Pete was wearing a, a rhinoceros head, so it was like really weird. We showed up and I was like, "Who's this Joker who stole my idea?" And he had like a pretty elaborate mask too. And so we started talking. I was like, what are you doing, man? Like, someone tell you I was going to wear this giraffe head? And he's like, no, someone tell you I was going to wear this rhino head? And I was like, what? And then we started talking and then, you know, just kind of hung out. And uh, I did some samples for him for a song, Bike Home. And then we really liked how it turned out. So we just kind of went from there and we booked some shows in Vancouver with a really cool promoter, uh, My Gay Husband. And then just kind of went from there. Like a bond.
Hi, my name is Peter from Humans, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Great, great. Now, you have a career in uh, art direction in the animation field, and you drew the cover of your record. Now, you drew yourself as a rhino, and you drew Robbie as a camel. So I was going to ask, what about Robbie is (laughs) camel-like? The reason Robbie is a camel is because he wanted to be a camel. Uh, We both chose our animal. I I chose the rhino because I like uh, to draw wrinkles a lot, uh, especially from animals. And uh, I was kind of disappointed that he chose a camel because camels don't have that many wrinkles. And uh, drawing fur is is pretty hard. But uh, I I think we made it work, and uh, it turned out pretty good. So I'm going to ask him this, obviously, but uh, why did he pick a camel? Why did he pick a camel? I don't know. A family room had a a giraffe. That's what I drew for their T-shirt. I guess he just likes things with long necks. He kind of does look like a camel. Well, he does have a long neck, so maybe he uh, can relate to the animal and feel their their excitement and pain. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> My sister says I drink like a camel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's right here. Yeah, I hear her. I hear her. Okay. So what, what qualities does Peter have that are like a rhinoceros? Um... <laughs> Sarah says he's horny. <laughs> I'm a bullshitter for sure. All right, I um asked around a couple of people for questions to ask you guys because I wanted to make it a little bit unique because you're a local band and I don't know you guys personally. So Tristan, who you mentioned earlier, said that I should ask about Sprinkle Bomb. So what he wants you to ask us about sprinkle bum exactly sprinkle bum um <laughs> sprinkle bum comes from a really really great picture that's uh, very famous on the uh, interweb and um it's something that uh i think robbie um uh, would probably be better at telling you the origin of sprinkle bum it's something that he feels very passionate about <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle bum yeah oh. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a move, man. I'll tell you about it in private. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're not going to get away with that, because actually Peter went into some detail and then said that you would provide the rest of the details. A recipe? No, the rest of the details. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I should just give you a recipe. A first sprinkle bum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sprinkles, one bum, uh-huh. and one can of corn syrup. Oh, I shouldn't be saying this. I haven't done January 1st, our friend Gino had a really bad New Year's, so we just decided to, like, redo it. <laughs> so we called all our friends over, and we had a really, really crazy, raging house party with a countdown and everything. And uh, during the hilarity, my uh, bike partner, Matt Fiddler, Sprinkle Bum Danco, Danco, the guy who directed the last video, um, he knows very much about Sprinkle Bum. Uh, his bum was actually sprinkled at one time, and we do have pictures, document to prove it if you guys want to put it out somewhere to know that we're not liars. There's pictures, but we're just going to pretend those don't exist. Well, Peter offered to send them to me to put them up on the blog. <laughs> no way, Dan will kill us all. My name is Robbie Slade. I'm in a band called Humans, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Hi, my name is Peter. 
from humans, and you're listening to The Interview Show. I was reading an interview with you, actually, where you were talking about perfectionism in your art, and I was wondering how that transfers into your music. Uh, Robbie and I are both uh, trying to, like, perfectionism, and we're trying to always uh, do the best we can. Well, there's, uh, I think one of our best songs is Avec Mimek, which means uh, with, with my buddies. Um, that's a song that Robbie came up with, um, the arpeggiator. He really went crazy with it. He, he really likes, because uh, he was new to uh, electronic music. Well, um, Pete, I've been learning a lot about like electronic music because I'm pretty much folk and that like roots kind of, that's usually what I, how I roll. And, uh, Pete's been teaching me a lot about how to make beats and stuff. And he was teaching me, he was showing me how to use the arpeggiator on the MC-505. And I was getting really sidetracked. He was showing me how to, how to do it and like different settings and stuff. And I was like, wow, that sounds so cool. And I just like wrote this little like, in the background, it sounds almost like a newsreel. And uh, I was just like loving that. And then we just kind of, Pete allowed us to get a bit sidetracked. And then I wrote um, kind of like the main melody line. And then I seem to remember us like, maybe we were fighting a little bit, <laughs> arguing about how to do it. But I can't remember what it was about, but we were just like, we both had really like strong opinions on how we wanted it to sound. So using the arpeggiator was a, a new tool for him, and he got really excited. And uh, he would always try and, and make it sound better, and I know how the machine works, so I'm trying to show him, uh, okay, well, well, now we have to record. And then he's like, you know, no, no, wait, let me jam. And then I'll say, no, we have to record, and then we can add to it later. And um, it's, it's really hard because he, he comes more from a, a jamming, uh, with real instruments, and I come more from a recording background. So those two can clash, and I would always want to, like, he would want to jam and let the song breathe, and I'm like, okay, no, it's good, we have to record it now, or else we're going to lose it. And uh, so sometimes we get into fights about that, and uh, we both know exactly what we mean, and I would say, I know, I know, and he would also say that, maybe in different words, and it would kind of get irritating, and we 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 could feel each other not um, you know not wanting to be in the same room at that point. But uh, in the end, you know, we he, he would he would leave the room, and I would uh, fix the the well not fix I would just put my input, and other times I would uh, do the same like let him jam, and I would give him some time. The nature of how we write as a band it's a lot of like alone time and then kind of coming together so like a lot of work will go into something before we show it to each other and so it kind of sucks when the other person's not totally feeling it but I think what happens in the end is you get a nice happy balance between my like ridiculous pop and Pete's like super hard electro music you kind of get a nice happy balance which is exactly what we are right
appreciate your time tonight because I know you're busy. You want to get all the stuff done before you go. I end the show with the guest talking about a song and sort of talking, giving a little bit of insight as I sort of play out to it. Now, you don't get to pick the song. Peter already picked it. He picked... Uh, I could talk about Montauton Part 1. And it's a song that I, I really like this uh, song from TV on the radio. I was trying to do something that was uh, quite similar, but it turned out completely different, which is probably for the best. And... Um, Robbie didn't know what to sing about, and then I told him the story of my uncle. Oh, yeah. Montauton. That's, uh, I think that's Pete's favorite song. We, um, he wrote it about his uncle, um, Pascal. He's a super cool guy. Because I was like, I don't know, I think Pete left his Facebook open, and I was just rooting around in his stuff, you know? <laughs> and uh, I found this guy, Pascal Reek. I was like, looking through all his photos and there's just these awesome like old 70s photos and stuff of this super super jacked dude in a speedo like leaning on like this log on a white sand beach and I was like who is this guy and then Pete got mad at me for looking through his Facebook and then he told me about his uncle Pascal and uh, my uncle is this really great guy who um, was part of this band called Arbeden in uh, Montreal and it was doing really well in the 80s in uh, Montreal and um he just ended up uh, living life at, at at its fullest and leaving his family behind and uh, started, you know, partying too hard. And they, just, they got a deal where they could jam and uh, record in the studio where the band Rush would record all their albums. 
And instead of uh, recording anything for the whole week or three days, they just ended up partying and didn't do anything. And after that, he decided that he should probably leave Montreal and leave it all behind and uh, try and escape that whole scene. And uh, now he's a uh, he's uh, a man who lives in a little farm. <laughs> and so we wrote a song about him. We kind of thought that that song kind of didn't reflect it because he kind of feel like I'm a bit hard on him in the lyrics. But I, I do think that he's like he had a cool life. But the lyrics kind of sound like a bit hard. So we wrote Montsantol Part Two. And that's pretty much done, but we're going to wait a bit before we release it because we really like it. We've been playing it live, but it's not out. Yeah, you'll hear, you'll hear multiple pop too. That's about the same guy, Pascal Rique.
Mais vous, vous aimez.